You ready to shine a light on mental health? Give me your keep going. I owed it to myself to finish the story. I was blown away. You feel it in your chest when he starts talking about his story. He had every opportunity to give it up. There's a brick wall in front of him. He just runs through it. That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. This is Pat O'Malley coming in live from the Keep Going podcast, episode 30. Super excited to give you guys our Father's Day edition episode today. Super excited about our guest. We'll go into that very shortly. Before I do that, Got to shout out our network and the following for my man, Casey Hintz, last week, University of Arizona's finest. Casey, not only Casey, but his network was fantastic. So if you haven't checked out episode 29, make sure we do that. Also, our socials at the KG Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and then our blog as well. And uh, check out the merch. You know, I got a pretty cool shirt on today, but it it's not as cool as the stuff that Luke Weed is putting out. So without further ado, I got to shout out, introduce my guest, Clay Duffy. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. I'm really excited to, to finally be on the pod and, and uh, get to talk mental health, man. I'm excited. No, no doubt. Anytime that you can bring a second Rockford region on in the month of June, I'm fired up about it. And, uh, not going to lie, Clay, when I saw Clayton come up, did not know that was your full name until today. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's uh, it's this weird thing where people are like, hey, what do you prefer? And I'm the guy that's like, I, I don't care. You can call me either one. And they're like, that doesn't help me. Give me one to specifically call right, me. Right, I was right. like, guys, I don't, you know, you could call me the bald guy. I don't care. You know, I'll answer. It's fine. I love that, man. Well, I love your energy. I love your juice off the bat here, Clay. It's going to make for a great episode. Can't wait to share your story. But something that we do every week yeah. is one – I let the people know that we're not specialists. We're two former athletes. We're going to chop it up. Professionals, professionals, they went through the school and they did all that. Second thing, I always ask our guests, what'd you do this week for your mental health? Man, that's a good question. I I think uh, for me, it's, I I don't have something that I go to every week and do routine over and over. Um, So it's kind of just what I'm feeling that week. And I think this week, dude, it was just getting sunlight. It was just getting outside, even if it's only five or 10 minutes here and there, it was, oh, you know, I can go, we have a pond out in front of our house. I'll go fill the pond up. It looks a little short or something like that. You know, just take some time and go outside um, and make sure I get that, that sunlight. There's a, there's a lot of studies that are done on, on the the positive benefits of sunlight on, on mental health and a lot of other bodily functions. So um, I try to do that. That was probably what I did this week as well. Um, I would say the thing that I do Outside of that, the one thing that I do a little bit more regularly to routinely take care of it is I'm really intentional in trying to recognize like when things are good, right? Because if you're struggling with your mental health or you've struggled with your mental health in in the past, you know how tough it feels sometimes, right? You know, those, you know what those bad days feel like for sure. Right. Um, And so I try to capitalize and be intentional and recognizing that, you know what, today was a good day. And I live for these days, man. Like these are the great days. So um, those two things are probably my most frequent strategies for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Little vitamin D never hurt anybody. I love that. I do yeah, that man. myself with my journaling routine. And I, I love a couple nuggets there about being grateful for the good in each day, right? Being understanding that 
you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but really soaking in when things are going good. And uh, uh, Michael Jordan talks about a lot of, in a lot of his documentaries, how when he was hot, he was hot. When he wasn't, he wasn't, but he didn't just quit, right? He kept going, had a lot of gratitude, was grateful for a lot of things and made it a good day. We determined that. So I love that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you have a bad day and, and it's, it feels a little bit more manageable when you can kind of proactively look ahead and be like, you know what, but tomorrow could be one of those good days. Right. And I've had a good day and I know what that good day feels like. And that good day trumps this bad day. So I'm just going to keep trucking through today and, and tomorrow could be a better day. And, you know, just learn to be grateful for those things, which obviously is easier said than done at times, but the more often you can do that, man, it feels good for sure. No, it's a refreshing perspective. Uh, it really is. I'm loving this already. And I want to tell the listeners why you're here, right? Because I tell people that come on this pod all the time, we had hundreds of people reach out. You were yeah. someone early on that was digging the pod. I, I love the support. It was great connecting with you when you did. Tell the listeners why you're here today. Yeah. So there's a couple different reasons, man. Uh, honestly, first and foremost, I'm just a really big advocate for mental health. Um, I have struggled with it myself. Uh, since I was in in early early junior high years, since I was a very very young kid, um, I had I had quite a quite a bit of problem, quite a few problems and things like that to address. Um, and so, obviously, first and foremost, it's just mental health, man. Anytime I can talk about that and kind of spread the word about that, and hopefully, what do what you guys are doing, right? And kind of um, taking away the stigma of what it is to talk about it. Um, but I love that specifically, you guys are looking at you know, like athletes shining a light on mental health because I think. Um, for two reasons, that's really interesting. One sports and just being an athlete is a really good, um, medium or method to help your mental health, right? It's a really positive outlet. Um, so sports are a great way for that, but then also, you know, athletes are just a good role model in society. You know, obviously when we look at, um, professional athletes and things like that, they're great people to look to. And when they can share and talk about mental health or just any struggle in general, um, it, to me, it's really easy to listen to and kind of gravitate towards. So, um, that's, that's why I, and then aside from the fact that I'm just a big Pat O'Malley fan, you know what I mean? Oh, stop um, it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, there's just, you guys got a lot of stuff going for you and, and I do want to congratulate you guys. I think this, the work that you guys have done is, is amazing. Um, it's, it's a, a niche of a specific thing that you're doing for mental health. And I love it. I think you guys have done a really great job and I'm happy to be a part of it. No, man. And we're lucky. We say it every week, right? The guests make this possible, right? We started as a podcast trying to impact one person, and we have guests like you, Clay, that come on. And not only that, but the networks are fantastic, and there's so much light here. That's what we're doing. We're trying to shine that light on mental health, and you hit the nail on the head. We've mentioned it with LeBron and Giannis in the past, yeah. and like some of these big-time names that start to shine light on it, they have the platform, and I love that they give it. So if we can do that as athletes on a little bit of a smaller scale, I think that's fantastic. That's what we're looking to do. So appreciate the kind words. And I'm a big Clay Duffy fan. That's why you're here. <laughs> we know that already. But let's go into that. So obviously you go to Rockford, right? Yeah. Soccer player there. You know, we've known each other now. It's crazy going on five plus years. But Man, we're getting old. I know. It's crazy to think about. <laughs> Tell the listeners about your college career and the ups and downs that you had. Because I know a little bit. Yeah. I don't know all of it. So go ahead. Yeah, college was a really, uh, I'm very, very grateful for for my time in college in general, um, especially at Rockford University. Um, I'm doing a shameless plug here. I know I teach there now, and I'm so it's a little biased, but- Hey, Regents, um, come on. Yeah, man. man, it was a great environment for me. It really, really was, that small school atmosphere and things like that. But 
Um, I, I ended up there. I, I actually wrestling was my sport, right? Growing up, I wrestled for 12, 13 years, something like that. Um, and that sport is just a grind, um, grind, 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 very long seasons. It's hard on the body, all that stuff. So in high school, um, I, I decided to play soccer in the fall just to stay in shape for wrestling, not to enjoy soccer, not to just so that I wasn't sitting around all fall. And then I go into the wrestling room in the winter and I'm just terrible. Um, first time ever playing soccer, aside from when you're like five was my freshman year of high school. I ended up falling in love with soccer. I got really burnt out of wrestling and uh, I ended up uh, quitting wrestling about between junior and senior year. Focused on soccer, played a little bit of club and um, through playing club was connected with a coach at the time at Rockford University, practiced there and uh, ended up coming and going there and playing soccer there for four years. Um, man, talk about a grind. We were um, we were one of the worst um, teams in the country for the first year. Um, my, my freshman year, we had our, of our starting 11, man, it was, I bet it was seven or eight freshmen starting. Um, and so it was a grind. We didn't win a single game our freshman year. And you want to talk about something that can be demoralizing. It's, it's not winning a single game or at least even being close, you know? Um, but ultimately I'm really, really happy with my time there. We, we, um, you know, the, the core of us stuck together and kind of persevered and, uh, it was just a good time, man. A lot of made a lot of good memories and, um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for it for sure. Yeah. I'm going to stay there. Um, one, I didn't know about the wrestling thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm loving this already. Cause I like when I can do a scouting report on a guest and not know everything. So that's yeah. good. I want to stay there. So I want our listeners to know too. So, okay. So you go through the wrestling thing, you get the burnout, yeah. you go into Rockford, you start playing soccer. You guys have a lot of struggles. How did you guys continue to show up every day? And how did you finally feel like as a senior that you guys did with your time? Cause it got better, but there were a lot of lows. How'd you get through that? Yeah, for me and, and mine's a little bit more of an individual standpoint because I hadn't been playing soccer for very long. So that burnout there with that sport probably wasn't as big of a threat as it was with some of my teammates who probably have been playing since they were five, six, seven, eight, right. And doing the same thing that I did with wrestling. So for me, what really what made me really stick to it was two things. One, it was my just love for the sport because it was still kind of fresh and I was still learning. And, you know, I knew I wasn't good, man. I honestly, I, I had no right being on a collegiate soccer field. I worked hard, um, you know, and, and at that time we needed numbers and I just worked hard to, to be the best addition to the team I could be, but I was not good, right? Um, so it was just the love for getting better and the love for the game specifically. Uh, and then to me, it was, it was a little bit of loyalty. Um, a, a lot of my friends stuck there, you know, we had some people transfer, transfer out and all that fun stuff, but, um, the coach was very, very good to me at the time. And my, my teammates were just great dudes. Um, so there was just no reason for me to leave or not do it. Um, I just wanted to stick to it and see it through with those guys. And then senior year, you know, we won the most games that we had won. I think the program had won in like a decade, something like that. Um, and so, which it wasn't very many wins. Right. But, um, you know, any, any step forward is, is beneficial, right? So, you know, yeah, we want to win 15 games. We want to make the conference tournament, but you know, we worked hard and we won a couple extra games this year. We got a better recruiting class coming in next year. It's all about these incremental gains. And that can be said for pretty much anything in life. I think. Yeah. And I think it's tough for us, you know, in our generation, right? Cause everyone wants it right now. Right. And if they don't get it right now, what do they do? They quit and they yeah. walk away. And I think a lot of people, and I, always mention Rich Jurgen on this pod all the time. Yeah. He has a quote in our first episode where he said he had to finish the story. He owed it to himself to yeah. finish the story. 
And I think a lot of people, guys and girls, you know, there's no difference. Yeah. They don't finish the story. And I think if they went through the process and took the ups and the downs and the blessings and the lessons from all this stuff, I think they'd actually look back and go, wow, I'm so happy I stuck with this. So my question for you is sitting here now, you're 28, correct? Yeah. Yep. Same with me. Uh, 28 years old. You wouldn't change that, would you? Not a chance. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think everybody wants to, you know, win that championship or do whatever that first goal that they set is, right? But when you struggle like that for such a very long time, and I think that this relates to your mental health as well in so many ways, when you struggle for such a long time and you put in the work and you put in the effort to get somewhere, even if they're small wins, oh man, dude, at the end, those wins feel good. I'll never forget. I know you know Joe Romano. I'm going to shout him out here. Shout um, out Joe Romano. He's man. a good dude. Yeah, oh, go one of my favorite. Oh, he's the best. And uh, one of my roommates. And um, he ended up scoring two goals senior year. So he'll never let me live that down because I only scored one. But in our senior day game, um, I scored my first and only uh, collegiate goal. Um, as I said, not is. very good. There, just grind, worked is. hard and loved the sport. But man, right? is that sweet. Oh man, man it sweet. was, and the support that my teammates had for me in that time. Uh, and then I actually made a pass to Joe. I had an assist for him to score his second goal to put him ahead of me, which is kind of sad, but also awesome, right? Oh no uh, And that just felt so good, man, to do that. It would have felt good with any teammate, but but someone that that had been by my side and, and um, you know, and all those seniors that had been by my side since freshman year um, to get that win and to be able to just enjoy that final game at home um, felt, felt like a title, man. It really did. Yeah. I get the chills just thinking about it because you, you, you're a guy that you admitted about five minutes ago that you should have never been there that first year and to see the fruit of your labor come to fruition and come to harvest, man, that is incredible. And that's why, going back to it, we finished the story. We, we, we don't quit early uh, on. I think it's okay if, like, something is really detrimental to your mental health and you have to step away. Like with for wrestling sure. for you, like with the burnout situation, mm -hmm. that's different. But these trials and tribulations, they make us who we are and how we deal with things and how we react to things is how we continue to push forward. And I think that's so powerful. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's it's... <clears throat> You know, stuff like that and, and certain examples like that are just, I, I think what have prepared me to be the best version of myself in, in life in general, not even sports, right? Just um, when something's hard at work or when you have a day where you feel like you haven't made the impact you wanted to, um, understanding that, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the final day and whatever I'm trying to do, or this isn't the last day I'm going to be at this job or at this, in this classroom or whatever. Um, and, and so kind of focusing on those trials and tribulations as, as part of the process and not so much a roadblock. Uh, can, can do a lot for you for sure. I love that too. Part of the process, man. It's part of the process. Well, hey, we're talking a lot about this journey, right? And the process to get to where you are now. Tell the listeners what you're doing now and some things that have made this a career path for you. Yeah. So right now, um, I am a professor of business and leadership at Rockford University. Um, I am working on finishing my PhD at the University of Louisville. Um, so I'm done with all my coursework. I just got to write this big giant dissertation. So I'm doing that research and writing now. Yep. Um, and I got here, honestly, I I'm teaching right now and I fully plan to stay teaching the rest of my life. Um, but I'm open to just working in higher education in general. Um, whether that's, you know, esports, as you know, I used to run esports and play video games and do all that. I remember, stuff. man, you yeah, were a big man. part of getting that started at Rock. Yeah. I don't forget. Yeah. And so whatever it is, but higher education in general, um, I, I just feel like I get to make an impact in people's lives at a crucial 
point in the timeline of their lives because I know, you know, some of the the struggles that I had when when we were that age, when we were those youngsters running around RU's campus and things like that. Um, and so it's it's just a good environment for me to one, not constantly learn, make sure that I'm being the best professor and teacher that I can be, but then also have that impact on students, um, you know, and have that student say, hey, I was having a rough day today and your class helped me out or thank you for being understanding, right? So, you know, other people maybe weren't going to be as understanding with my, you know, this going on or that going on. And so just, um, you know, being able to extend that grace and that development and opportunity to students um, because I know what that feels like. Yeah, unbelievable perspective again. I'm really. I, this is hitting home for me because you're doing this with such a focus. I always say that you don't have to rehearse the truth. And what you're touching on right now with impacting students and faculty and doing what you were, quote unquote, born to do now, yeah. I can tell how happy you are, man. It's oh, awesome. Dude. I, I, I teach it. I, so I, I have classes where I'm teaching like learning and development and <clears throat> basically what it means to be happy at your job is, is kind of part of what I research and look at. And, and I, I've told my students before, I say, guys, I promise you, you'll find a job where it doesn't feel like you're going to work, right? Yeah, you're going to work, right? Nobody in theory wants to go into work every day, right? It's just, you'd rather watch some Netflix, hang out with your wife, hang out with your kid, whatever, right? Totally understandable, but you will find a job where you feel fulfilled. I promise you. And they're all looking at me like, what? And I was like, no amount of money could pull me away from doing what I do now because I'm so happy doing it. Um, and it. I think that that's just life in general, what you can find in life. And so, um, yeah, I, I very much have found it and I'm, I'm very, very blessed to, to be doing it for sure. For sure. And I've said it on episodes before, you know, your higher power, God, the universe, whatever. We didn't get put here on earth to work a job, eat healthy, work out and die. Right. Like that's yeah. not, those are things that help. But your inner peace is the thing that matters. And I think that servant leadership affecting people and putting a positive stamp on their lives, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, big time. It's it's fulfilling in ways that, you know, money and vacation and other things never could, like will never be. Um, right. You know, don't get me wrong. Having a nice big fancy car or having a big house and all these things are nice, but uh, nothing's really satisfied me more than, you know, a letter from a student or a student saying, hey, I got accepted into grad school or, or hey, I was having a rough week, but I'm back on the train, baby. Let's get some work done. You know, just just things right. like that, man. It's so fulfilling. Love that, man. It's filling others buckets. You know, I, yeah. I, I absolutely love it. Here's this. So I told you 30 minutes. Yeah, it is Father's Day. So I'll be conscious of your time. I'm, yeah. in, I'm enjoying this. You can't tell. Yeah, dude. Keep going moment. I, I need to know it because. I know you're one of the original guys that has listened to a lot of these episodes. So yeah. you've heard a lot of these answers. Yeah. Give me your, give me your keep going moment. Man, that's a really good question. And, and if I'm being fully transparent, I didn't even think to think of this before I got here. Um, and so this will just be an authentic answer as it could possibly be. I, it's been um, an authentic 20 minutes. Bring it on. Yeah, man. My authentic moment is just like this, this keep going moment is when you realize that you do have support wherever that is. Right. I think it's super, super easy and, and, and completely rational and justifiable to look around and be like, holy cow, I don't have anybody or things like that. It can feel like that all the time. Um, but when I realize that I have, you know, even if it's one person, two people, three people, whatever that is, your network and, and, and the people that help you and the people that, you know, in some cases I've had people where, man, we're both struggling, right? And so we're both just, today was a really tough day. I don't know what I'm going to do, all these things. And just, um, keep going for, for yourself and the work that you and your network and the people around you have, have done. Right. Um, I'm very, 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 very 
fortunate um, to have had parents and a family that supported me from day one, even when I was in junior high and I was like coming home crying, mental health was just beating me up, right? And they were like, all right, let's get some help. Let's, let's work through this, right? And so that keep going is um, just really, really hold on to those people that do support you, whether that's family, friends, a teacher, man, a sibling, whatever it is, um, and, and keep going for that, what you have with them. Um, so that would be my, my raw keep going moment, but I'm sure I could think of a couple others. That's strong, man. That's strong. I think for listeners today that we're impacting, they might not know where to go. Um, they might feel that way, right? They might feel like today has been the worst day ever. Yeah. And I think what you just explained is powerful because not only did you allow outlets here, professors, family members, friends, all that yeah. good stuff, but understanding that we're going to have bad days, but we've gotten through 100% of our worst days, there's strength in that. For yeah, sure. for sure. I, I think, um, you know, my other keep going would be just kind of investing in yourself and allowing yourself to feel those wins, um, you know, when you do have a good day. You know, and we'll go back to my, you know, I try to be intentional when I have a good day. I really ingrain that into my mind so I can pull it, you know, back out when I'm having a rough day. And I remember... Man, last Sunday, though, that conversation with, with Pat, I had a great time. I'm so glad I get to do these things, right? Um, and so just being intentional in that. And when you do have a good day, celebrate that. And when you have a bad day, yeah, it's a bad day for sure. But the less you can beat yourself up and the more you can do to either talk to somebody or whatever your positive outlet is um, to prepare yourself to have that good day the next day um, is is really, really beneficial. So Couldn't agree more. Absolutely well said. And uh Play. I have not stopped smiling since I jumped on. Like this has been enlightening, refreshing. I've got the chills multiple times. Which yeah, man. Me means we're having a good episode. Our listeners, they're gonna probably feel the same. I can't guarantee it. I'm not them. But I think <laughs> we're having a great conversation. Tell our listeners where they can find you and plug yourself. What do you got cooking up? Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, the best two ways to to reach out to me or connect with me in general. Uh, the first one is LinkedIn. You can just search my name. You'll find me. Um, that that's my official like business side of me, um, where I talk about some research and just talk about, sometimes I talk about mental health in the workplace and things like that. So if any of you guys are ever having trouble with, man, my job's rough right now, or I just feel drained, talk about things on there. Um, my Twitter is at Clay C Duffy. Um, so I'll, and I'll retweet this so you guys will see me and all that stuff, but those are where I'm most active. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely be engaging with the community and, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, here to engage with everybody and hope that everybody can, keep persevering and, and, you know, keep going. Right. I know we will. And I think it's, uh, it really sums up the last 30 minutes, man. Yeah. You know, you're always looking to help people. You're always looking to shine that light. This has been super impactful. I appreciate you jumping on and clay as always, man, keep going. All right, brother. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Always clay. Talk to you soon. See ya. All right. So that was clay Duffy episode 30. We got Luke Wheat back from Australia. He will be back next week. If he's not, I'm going to Knoxville, Tennessee to go get him. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your Father's Day. And above all else, keep going.